Hello, and thank you for turning into Viewpoint. I'm your host, Kyle Leonard, and today we are sitting down with Bill Schultz. Uh, it's going to be a really exciting episode, and I'm, I'm just really, really grateful that he's taken out the time to sit down with me and, and talk about all the great things that he's up to. So if you want to introduce yourself, Bill. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, yeah. My name's Bill. I'm better known as TDZ. I like to call myself like a freelance cinematographer, and I travel around making videos for people, businesses, basically whoever whoever needs it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's super exciting. And I think with like the landscape of social media and everything that's gone digital these days, it's, it's becoming such a reality that's actually kind of feasible. You know, mm -hmm. like back, way back when, like you would have to go to film school and study and, and be taken under someone's wing to, to get to where it is to be a freelance cinematographer. But with the advent of social media, that's mm -hmm. something that's so easily accessible and, and possible. And, and that's why I really wanted to sit down with you today uh, and kind of talk about how you got into this and, and how the whole journey started. Um, so if you want to just kind of describe what you're currently up to, and then we can kind of track back and see where it all started. Uh, I mean, right now I'm a, I'm a full-time student at the University of Akron, mm -hmm. so I'm kind of trying to juggle that with my business. Yeah. And it can kind of be difficult sometimes. I'm taking summer classes right now, mm -hmm. uh, which I actually finished tomorrow, so I have to work nice. on that. <laughs> yeah. um, basically, I just, I mean, people hit me up to, to do videos or to do whatever, and mm -hmm. they tell me where they're at and if I can work with it. Yeah. So I'm pretty much, almost every weekend, I'm going somewhere to shoot a video for somebody, yeah. or I'm editing videos for someone else. Mm -hmm. It's just a constant, yeah. constant, constant workflow. Yeah. Constant workflow. Yeah, that's exciting. That's awesome. Um, so we know where you are now, but let's let's backtrack and see where it kind of all started. Because I, I so full disclosure, Bill is actually my neighbor, which is which is so convenient. <laughs> I, I walked over here. Yeah, he walked over <laughs> here, um, and I remember that. You actually, the first thing that really like popped up in my head when I, when I thought of you was you DJed in high school and, mm -hmm. and you had that sort of business and that, that sort of entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial grit yeah. uh, for starting out. And then I saw this transition into freelance cinematography and I was like, this is awesome. How did, how did that transition kind of happen from what you were doing into what you're doing now? Uh, it probably has to do when I stopped playing basketball my okay. junior year, mm -hmm. and I started hanging out with Brian Meerman's our other neighbor, yeah. and my other friend Tristan, mm -hmm. and they were really into like having fun doing like wakeboarding and surfing and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I just thought it was so cool that I just wanted to capture it and show my basketball friends. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I would just kind of film it. Actually, I was putting it on Instagram at the time. It was like 2012 mm -hmm. or something, or maybe yeah. 14, mm -hmm. and people just loved it and. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just was like it all kind of fell into place and people were telling yeah. me like, oh, he's actually really good. And mm -hmm. I just kept making him and making him. And then at one point someone asked me, can you make a video like this for me? Yeah. And at that moment I was mm -hmm. like, wow, maybe this is something I should put more time into. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, it just kind of built from there. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super cool. Um, that kind of reminds me of a quote from Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell's like mm -hmm. huge novel and stuff. He says that outliers, like the people that you that see are like really successful in life, they they see these opportunities and they have the presence of mind to seize them. And I think that's what you really did. And, and mm -hmm. you're on this path, and, and it's it's super super exciting to see you grow. And it's <laughs> it's just it's super awesome. Um, so getting more into the technical side of things, where like so every I feel like when you start. Uh, down a path like this, like gear is obviously really important. And it's, mm -hmm. it's important to have the gear that's able to kind of create the vision that you have in your mind. And I, I feel like a lot of people that 
are trying to start out, they get a little too, um, they have some like analysis paralysis about it where they're like, oh man, like, well, this person that I really like that does these kinds of videos, they have this editing software and this kind of camera and this lens and, and tripod and drone and all this kind of stuff. Was that something that you kind of ran into when you first started or were you like, I'm gonna just use whatever I have and go with it? Uh, so what, what camera do you have on the ground down there? Uh, I have a Nikon D3200. All right, so that is the exact camera I started making videos okay. on. So my sister, she went to Kent and she tried to do architecture mm -hmm. and she needed that exact camera to do so. Well, she yeah. ended up not liking it and so she just had that camera sitting around. Mm -hmm. And when I started making videos with my friends, that was the camera I used mm -hmm. for, I don't know, probably almost a year. Yeah. And eventually I was able to save up enough money to mm -hmm. get the uh, Panasonic Lumix GH4. Yeah. Which that was like a thousand dollar camera. And at the time, mm -hmm. like that was, I was a freshman in college and yeah. I, I blew a lot of money on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like kind of nervous, but honestly, that was one of the best decisions I make. And I shot yeah. with that for about two years. Mm -hmm. And I was able to save up enough money to get the 1DX Mark II. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But, you know, for me, uh, when I had the GH4, mm -hmm. I feel like it was really holding me back of what I could be creating. Okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, with the 1DX being such an expensive camera, I mm -hmm. knew that, you know, I had to work to get that. It's not just going like, to yeah. land on me. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It took a while and a lot mm -hmm. of hard work, but yeah. I knew that that's something I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt serious about you know, yeah. filmmaking. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you want to have nice gear, you also yeah. have to have a, like a really big passion for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. like, I see a lot of people that actually have my exact camera, but mm -hmm. they are not creating like that good of work. Yeah. So you, I feel like mm -hmm. you also shouldn't wrap your head around the idea that once you get a nice camera, you're just automatically mm -hmm. gonna make good videos. It's yeah. not, it doesn't go hand in hand. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes it does, but yeah. not always. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's so true because a lot of the times with, with cinematography, and this is probably a generalization, but the story is, is what matters. That's, mm -hmm. that's the key, that's the secret sauce, you know? And then you can have the nicest camera in the world. You could be shooting on uh, like a, a reel of film that they used in like Titanic or something like mm -hmm. that. but if you don't have the story, it's it's worthless, you know? Yeah, that's actually something like I want my videos to have more of as a mm -hmm. story. Most of my videos on Instagram were just, yeah. you know, people running around the mm -hmm. beach or something. Yeah. But uh, for me, I really enjoy like HD and quality. Yeah. And like, I just really like crisp video. Oh yeah. So yeah. And I work for that, but then again, you know, a story like mm -hmm. that, I wish I could do more. Yeah, absolutely. But, do you think there's any like storytellers um, specifically with travel because that's what I've noticed that you like really like doing because you say like every weekend I'm kind of going out and I'm meeting with people in different locations and stuff like that. Is there anyone that you've seen either like on Instagram or YouTube or anything like that that you've really um, seen or is, is a great storyteller or something that might inspire you? I mean absolutely. Uh, this guy named Sam Colder. Do you know yeah. who that is? I, I mean, I'm not familiar now. but Okay. He's yeah. literally the best filmmaker in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he's you know, he's got a big following on Instagram mm -hmm. and he has my camera. Yeah. Um, and he's really good at mm -hmm. tying in the story with also the cinematics. And yeah. I think I have the cinematics now, I just mm -hmm. need to work on the story. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. And, I, and like, and that's something that's kind of fun about is um, about filmmaking is that you develop that story over time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's something that, I, I mean, I'm sure like people have a talent in it, but it's it's something that it has to be worked on every single day. And it's 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 something that, you find over time and everyone tells a story a different way. And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the exciting things is that like I think about all of these these YouTubers and storytellers that are all based out of New York City, but they all view it and, and shoot it in a different way. And mm -hmm. I think that's what that's what really makes it exciting is that they have 
such a, a diverse range of, of stories to tell in one place. Mm. You know, I think that's that's super fascinating. I see you have the Casey Neistat classes there. I do, yeah. He do is, more. you know, I mean, he's like, he's kind of like, in my opinion, he's the ultimate storyteller because yeah. his style is so unique. and he It's has, changed a lot recently, though. Yeah, it has. And, and I think that's, I think that's interesting too because like with directors like if you if you think about um oh I'm forgetting his name he did Grand Budapest Hotel I, I feel like I know who that yeah. is but yeah. yeah I'm forgetting his name but he's got that really really um unique style where mm-hmm. everything's is very um symmetrical and the shots are very very specific and stuff like that and w- with Casey I guess you could say that like he has his own style where it's really like run and gun like very very blunt storytelling if you think about mm-hmm. it like there are shots where he's like okay this is what i'm doing yeah. all right this is the reason why i'm doing this and stuff like yeah, it's that very genuine and mm-hmm. real yeah. yeah and and i think that's the transparency mm-hmm. is what people kind of latched onto you know mm-hmm. and and it's interesting to see how his storytelling has evolved over time just with the the change in his life you know like yeah. where he had beam and he was doing his whole thing there to kind of promote it and then it got sold to cnn yeah, and yeah. then now he's kind of off doing and his now own he has thing. his friend dan that's helping him and yeah that guy has a little twist on it mm-hmm. and now he upgraded to the 1dx and so yeah. his videos kind of changed mm-hmm. with that as well yeah so. mm-hmm. it's it's a super interesting um kind of ecosystem that you could even say too mm-hmm. where you have the human input and then you have the gear input and yeah. how those two tie together is how the story kind of evolves and i think that's really interesting um, so you were talking about Sam as, as an inspiration. Is there anyone else that you kind of looked up to, maybe not in the, in the cinematography and filmmaking side, but anyone in life that you kind of like follow and, and has like a good kind of role model and intuition? Uh, I mean, honestly, not really. When I first yeah. started making videos, like there was not, you know, Sam Colder. There was mm-hmm. not any, I mean, at the time I didn't know who Casey was. Yeah. That was kind of like later on when I started mm-hmm. getting fe- serious in mm-hmm. the filmmaking. Yeah. Um, I would have to say my sister, though, because she yeah. was always super artistic, mm-hmm. as you, you probably yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I mean, she painted, she was trying to be an architect, mm-hmm. and, you know, to me, looking up to her, like, she took pictures way before I even did, mm-hmm. and I always thought that was really cool, and then all of a sudden, I stepped up and took the lead, and now yeah. it's kind of, like, switched mm-hmm. roles, but... Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's really interesting, too, and it's 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 fascinating in the way, too, how it all came out of one household, you know? Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> like she inspires you, and then now you inspire her, and it's kind of this this... Um, this back and forth is yin, yin and yang, uh, if you'd say, about, about creativity. Mm-hmm. Really and now she starts her own, she's starting her own photography business. Yeah. She's doing really well, mm-hmm. so yeah, she's no. starting to inspire me again. Yeah, yeah, it's so. super exciting. And it's it's almost fun, too, because it's, it's a little bit of that sibling rivalry. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, she stepped up, so now what am I going to do? Yeah. And, and if anything, it's just benefiting you both, which mm-hmm. is super, super great. Um, so... Do you have like a like a milestone so far that you think you've hit like something that really kind of rung true with you that was like wow this is a sweet opportunity and when I started out when I was making it on a D thirty two hundred like I had no idea I was gonna be here is there any kind of milestone that you had like that uh, probably when I got hired by the Cleveland Cavaliers um, yeah. to shoot for for them and I thought that was pretty crazy that yeah. I'm just some kid on Instagram and mm-hmm. they, they literally found me on the suggested feed and hit me up yeah. and wanted to hire me. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. What did they, are you allowed to talk about what they specifically Oh uh, yeah, I could talk about okay. it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think people would love to hear I mean, that. It's nothing too crazy, mm-hmm. um, but I've worked pretty closely with them. Mm-hmm. It's nothing, basically how, how I work my Instagram is what you yeah. see, mm-hmm. it's just my for fun work and then yeah. people can see that and hit me up to mm-hmm. hire them for their work. So it's yeah. not my professional work, okay. I do a lot behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So. 
I basically worked uh, with the Cavs to do a video mm-hmm. uh, of the Cavs girls. They were mm-hmm. doing like a bikini calendar shoot. Okay. And I did like a behind the scenes video. And it actually Interesting. Like, it played during halftime on the Jumbotron at the games. That's super cool. Yeah, just like a little bit of it. But yeah. it was, it was a awesome. cool experience. Yeah, that's super, super cool. Yeah, I mean, that like, I it's, it's hard to fathom like when you're first starting out, like where things can go. And I think mm-hmm. that like there's, I, I think there's a, there's a balance between the two, you know? It's like, you want to stay humble and you want to realize, okay, this is where I'm at. Like, I, like I don't want to, like, think too highly of myself where I am, mm-hmm. but there's also that side that's, like, a little ambitious and tenacious, and you're <laughs> like, well, I want to go there. Like, this is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you have sort of, like, an inner dialogue or anything like that where it's like, okay, well, like, I've had some really cool opportunities so far. Do you have any, like, specific goals for 2018 that you set for yourself? Uh, no, I don't really, like... You know, especially when it comes to followers, I don't mm-hmm. set like a goal. It's like I want hundred yeah. K here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, follower for me is just like that's a number. Views yeah. are just a number. Mm-hmm. But again, it does like turn profit in a way. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is like a weird juggle of yeah. like wanting mm-hmm. more, like a higher number. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, no. I just like for the biggest part for me is I just want to be able to put out content like on a you know consistency. Yeah. Because that's definitely something I struggle on as mm-hmm. I kind of like post a few then I kind of like because videos in general are kind of mm-hmm. hard to yeah. just pump out on the yeah, general. Definitely. It's pretty time consuming. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just want to be able to post more be more active yeah. and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. It reminds me of a, of a Voltaire quote and it said perfection is the enemy of good. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I struggle with too is it, like even like with homework assignments something so minor and minuscule mm-hmm. is like I want to do the absolute best that I can because it's going to lead me down a better path. It's going to get me to where I want to go and, and yeah. it's going to get me the results that I want. But sometimes you're like staring at a problem and you're like, okay, I don't know how to do this, but I know I need to do it right. Yeah. And then you're like sitting there and sitting there and like mm-hmm. in the end, it's you're missing two points and you're still going to get pretty much the same grade. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that creatives have to struggle with too. Um, do you, do you find yourself as being, like, a little bit of a perfectionist? Mm-hmm. Or are you more of, like, all right, let me just get this out and get it, and get it um, going? Definitely, especially when it comes to videos, I definitely want to make it perfect. I watch it yeah. hundreds of times before I release yeah. it. I, mm-hmm. I have, like, you know, burner accounts where I upload it to make sure it's going to turn out okay for yeah. the quality mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's definitely, uh, people say, like, quantity over quality or... Yeah. You know, either the other way around. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely quality over quantity. Yeah, no. But I, I think the the like Instagram's trend is mm-hmm. quantity over quality. Yeah, like you'll be successful if you post like one or two times a day, but mm-hmm. I'm posting like once a week. Yeah. So yeah, and it's and it's definitely it's it's tough with like what Instagram has been doing lately with the mm-hmm. algorithm and stuff like that. Yeah. Like. Uh, you just hear everyone talk about like, oh, like the algorithm this and the algorithm that and this and that, and then it it. It's almost like it's a whole it's a whole nother game that you're playing with a social media which was never even designed to be a game in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's designed to share things. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a free app on the app. Yeah, store. right. And then people are like, "Oh my gosh, so the algorithm and my engagement group and this yeah. like and how much I'm gonna boost this post." Like, mm-hmm. it's it's some crazy stuff that people get to just get numbers. You know, mm-hmm. and and. I think that it's a double-edged sword because you want to share and and, and put out content to as many people as possible that you think are going to enjoy it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, what is is the the things that you have to do to get those numbers? Is it even worth it in mm-hmm. the first place? You know, it's, I mean, sometimes it's worth it for sure. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, have, I have a lot of friends that have you know, millions of followers, and yeah. either they're the worst person ever or mm-hmm. like they're the best genuine person ever. Yeah. So it really like is double-sided mm-hmm. with what Instagram yeah. can do to you, but yeah. 
mm-hmm. the most part, uh, people have a great experience with Instagram, especially yeah. something like YouTube. People mm-hmm. can be kind of negative, but Instagram yeah. people are positive and mm-hmm. supportive. Yeah. That's why I really actually enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you recently, well, I mean, recent is a, is a relative term, but you, you started to embrace YouTube too, right? Yeah, I mean, I've been posting uh, YouTube videos actually way before I made Instagram videos. I kind of mm-hmm. forgot to mention that. Yeah. But um, I've had my YouTube channel since 2011. Wow, okay. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've been monetized for a really long time, kind of like mm-hmm. uh, Justin Monty and I have kind of yeah. gone back and forth like mm-hmm. the same the same amount. And mm-hmm. I think it was at the beginning of the summer I said I would upload every single Sunday, but I've kind mm-hmm. of missed some Sundays. Yeah. But I do have like mm-hmm. big ambitions for my YouTube channel. I think yeah. there's a potential with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So, if if you don't know who he is, he's this like insane entrepreneur and author and YouTuber, and he essentially does every sort of social platform mm-hmm. there is, and he has massive reach between everyone. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of the like successes that you see are kind of implementing some of his rules and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and YouTube is like where he's crushing it, you know, it's where he's getting everything. Um, you, you followed him like before and correcting, like, you know, like kind of what is his mm-hmm. like mantra and statement is and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you see yourself kind of employing any of his kind of rules or ideas or anything like that? I mean, for sure. I listen to him all the time. Yeah. He's very like in your face. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's uh, <laughs> it gets you motivated. I feel yeah, like yeah, he he'll just yell at you and tell you you're wrong and stupid, yeah, and you're like, terrible. oh dang, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let me go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super interesting though. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's one of the few genuine voices I feel mm-hmm. like that's left on YouTube, and especially like with the whole like just sort of negativity around clickbait and views and and how again how you were saying how people get sort of like idealized and and addicted to what numbers do for them and mm-hmm. less about the story and, and about what they were doing, like their passions for it in the first place. Um, in, in tough times and, and, and stuff like that, like I know like there are times when I'm like doing a podcast or writing an episode or something like that where I'm like, oh my God, like I just, nothing's going right. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's tough and it's not working out. Do you, do you find yourself telling yourself anything to, to get you through it or do you, do you remind yourself of like the like the reason why you started or anything like that uh i mean it doesn't happen to me that often because mm-hmm. i only pick the projects i know i'll be passionate about and yeah. i know i can get it done mm-hmm. uh but i mean for me i pretty much just tell myself the only way it's going to get done is because of me yeah. so i just get mm-hmm. myself to do it yeah and i enjoy the process from mm-hmm. start to finish so yeah. i think that helps me a lot yeah definitely i think I mean, Philadelphia said it best. You gotta trust the process. Yeah, but, um, I say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, you know, I think it's true, and I think. What do you, What do you do? Uh, you know, I, I think that like, I, I think it's I think it's a binary where it's like, either this doesn't get done and and nothing comes of it, and it's mm. it's a wasted amount of time, or I kind of have to struggle through it, get it done, and and hope that it'll it'll prove to be worth it in the end. And I think that could be a pessimistic way of looking at things, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's a, a lot of it is, is, is self-perception and self-awareness too. And that's something that Gary Vee talks a lot about, but I, I feel like I, I know what, I know what work and, and hard work can, can make out of something that seems mm-hmm. small and, and something that doesn't seem like it's really going anywhere. And I feel like if I just continue to work and continue to put in the mm-hmm. hours and just continue and like, and consistently do the things that I know are going to help, like which is like kind of like the dark side of Instagram and like doing all that stuff and, and caring just the tiniest little bit about views and numbers, but but really like continuing to find the things that 
that fuel that fire, fuel that flame that's inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think focusing on that and, and being self-aware and being like, all right, well, I really don't want to do this, so maybe I'll focus on this and then come back to that. You yeah. know, like continuing to find the joy in the process. Yeah, yeah, sure. definitely. Um, so you talked about how you were a student and um, having to try and balance all of this. Do you find that you sometimes are like, oh man, like I really don't want to do this assignment right now. I'd rather focus on this video. How do you how do you find the time to to do the video along with being a full time student? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm studying business administration in Akron. Mm-hmm. So it's like nothing what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, in a way, it like ties to my business, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, sometimes I feel like I'm putting school second and then my my company like yeah. first. <laughs> Um, yeah. But I'm, I, you know, I'm full time, so it's definitely a struggle. But I try to kind of slow it down during the school year. Mm-hmm. So I mainly just shoot and travel on the weekends, mm-hmm. and I do take Fridays off, so I jam all my classes Monday through Thursday. Okay. I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've really enjoyed that, mm-hmm. and it kind of just makes things a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's definitely something that I've had to, you know, struggle with. Yeah, no, it's it's tough, and it's like, oh man, like. There, there are times when I'm like, man, like, I need to do this assignment, but, like, what if, the, like, you kind of think, like, oh, well, if this works out, mm-hmm. then this really isn't that important, and you, you try and make the, the justification for yeah. it, but, but yeah, like, and, and you see some of these people that are, like, in college, and they have, like, a full-time business that they're running at the same time, and I'm like, I yeah, don't know. understand how you do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, like, I just think of, like, Zuckerberg. And he's yeah. just like, he's running Facebook, but then also at Harvard and, and doing all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just make an effort to make sure I get everything done with school. Like, yeah. I don't not do anything. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I would rather not get my video stuff done than, mm-hmm. you know, school. So yeah. mm-hmm. I definitely try to, I'm not yeah. going to fail out of school. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I only have a year left, so yeah, I'm yeah. trying to finish that. <laughs> finish strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cross, <laughs> cross that finish line. Um, do you have any sort of um, dream location that you like to shoot at? I know that, uh, like, traveling's really fun. Is there any place that, like, man, I really want to go here? I mean, I, I just went to Hawaii over Christmas break, mm-hmm. and I really just want to go back. Out of all yeah. the places I've been, Hawaii, mm-hmm. so many other islands I can go to. Yeah. That was, like, otherworldly for mm-hmm. me. But other than that, I actually haven't left, uh, you know, America. Yeah. I haven't gone to, like, <laughs> you know, anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Bali, Thailand. Yeah. I really want to go see the pyramids in Egypt. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I feel like it's endless, all the places you can go. Mm-hmm. What about you? You know, I I also have never left America. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> like... I've kind of been to Canada, but that doesn't really count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been across the border from Canada many <laughs> times. Like, Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been there so many times. Yeah. And I'm like... I should really go to Canada, mm-hmm. but then I don't have a passport, so then it's oh, this yeah. whole like thing. So, so I have a passport, but I've never used it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, dream location would probably be Italy. Okay, I just no, think I there's so much there. there's so much history there, and mm-hmm. like not only is that cool, but the architecture is super cool. Yeah. And then the food, like it's such a it's such a like, I feel like it's the total package mm-hmm. of like if you're gonna go somewhere like this is somewhere very very different from America. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be, like, a super, super interesting place to shoot. Um, plus, like, Assassin's Creed, the video game. Yeah, yeah it was, like, it was set there, and I yeah. was like, man, this is really cool. I'm running across these rooftops. But, but yeah, it's, it's super fun. Um, do you have any dream collaborations? Any, any people that you would oh, yeah. love to, like, hit up and be like, yo, this is great? I would love to shoot 
a Chainsmoker concert. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the Chainsmokers. Mm-hmm. If you watch any of my videos, Chances yeah. Are High, I use the Chainsmokers song. Mm-hmm. They just really connect with me. Yeah. And I would love to be able to go mm-hmm. on stage with them and film them, yeah. make a video. That'd be, that'd be super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, like, a favorite song of theirs? Uh, I mean, I like them all. Probably... Mm-hmm. Um, Probably roses. Yeah. Or don't let me down. I mean, those are pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good ones. Yeah. No, roses were the one, that was the one that I like originally heard that got me into them, and I was like, wow, this is because it's so different, you know? Like, yeah. There's like the samples that they use and the sounds that they have. Like, it's like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like you also remember that they created Let's Make a Selfie, and then I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I don't understand like the connect between those two. Yeah. But I like their new song Somebody. Mm-hmm. I used that in my recent uh, Instagram video. Yeah really connected with mm-hmm. that song yeah no i think it's i think it's super interesting to see <laughs> like just how like they went from there to there like i remember mm-hmm. they were sitting in an interview and talking about it um and they were like yeah it was it almost ruined our careers like yeah. it just completely just made us bomb and they were like on american idol with it mm-hmm. and they were like doing it live and it was just the most awkward thing possible yeah. and, like no one was really into it um and they definitely considered that a failure, I think. They mm-hmm. were like, yeah, this was just terrible. Um, but speaking of failure, how do you, like, have you, do you feel like you've made any mistakes so far? Do you think anything that you've done has has led you to, to the place you've been? Like, because I know that, like, if, if you think about, like, entrepreneurs in different companies, right? Like, mm-hmm. they could have a million ideas, but then they just have to get that one right that leads them on the path to becoming more successful and stuff like that. Do you Do you feel like you've made any mistakes in, in kind of cinematography or you, like you take a shot and you're like, oh, this doesn't work or something like that, anything like that? I mean, all the time I shoot mm-hmm. and I, I don't enjoy what I shot. Yeah. That's why I, I shoot a lot and then mm-hmm. I can just pick and choose when I'm on my computer. Yeah. Um, but one time I made a music video for some rapper mm-hmm. in Akron and yeah. it was like one of my first ones. Mm-hmm. And he ended up just not liking it and basically <laughs> stiffed me and didn't pay me or anything like that. Oh, that's awful. So that, that's the only time I've actually had an, an incident like that. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is pretty supportive. But I was just beginning. I actually thought the video was good, but yeah. maybe he didn't have the money or something uh. at the time. Um, but that definitely was not very fun. Oh, no, that's not great at all. <laughs> so from there, I pretty much said I'm not going to shoot any rap music videos. <laughs> so. It's like I, I, was, I, was a, I had a, a little bit of a wider avenue. Let me yeah, narrow really it down a little down, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh man, that's gotta suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the rap? Ooh, should we, should we, should we no. blast him? No, I don't, we'll, I don't we'll remember keep it up. We'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that it's, I, I think that failure is good in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely allows you to learn from mistakes and it, it, it keeps you, um, humbled in a way too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, wow, this was really not great, but yeah. I'm learning from it and it kind of like, it kind of deflates your head, you know. Yeah, or like, sometimes we wake up to go shoot sunset mm-hmm. or sunrise. Sorry, yeah. wake up <laughs> and uh, we get there. It's all cloudy. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like a fail, but mm-hmm. it's not really something you can predict most of the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that what would be cool for a lot of people listening, um, especially I mean, if they come from your audience or if they if they know um, viewpoint as a podcast. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the questions that you probably get through DMs and stuff like that is like, man, like these videos are so cool. Like, how did you get here? Like, not specifically your story, but mm-hmm. like people, I, I feel like a lot of people are, are concerned with numbers because numbers then turn a profit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you found anything 
or do you have any advice for the people starting out? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I don't consider myself to be crazy successful or anything yeah. like that. I, mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just starting with, yeah, the, absolutely. with the numbers game. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, what I did and tried to do is I created videos that I mm-hmm. wanted to see. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. I really wanted to, you know, watch something that's, you know, energetic and fun, it's not sad, it's just, mm-hmm. like, enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Like, anyone can watch it and they'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's what I tried to create. Yeah. And I think that's something that you should do. If you have mm-hmm. a different view, it doesn't have to be happy or, you know, fun. Yeah. You should try to create what you mm-hmm. want to see, not pleasing the, the audience. Yeah. I yeah. think Casey might have said that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think that, like, the whole idea of pandering can get that message lost, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you kind of lose the sense of you in the in the creative product that you put out, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I think that is amazing advice that you can give to people is creating the things that you want to see in the world. Because I think that a lot of the times when you see, like, these... I, oh, my gosh. I keep saying success. And, like, I feel like there's such a negative connotation with it at times. Yeah. But when you see people that have really changed the world, mm-hmm. like, if you look at, like, the Steve Jobs, the Bill Gates, the... Um, the different kinds of presidents and, and leaders in in this world, they they weren't afraid to like really put themselves out there and make the change that they wanted to see in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that even on the smallest scale with with creativity, you're putting you're changing and you're you're changing the course of what creativity is by putting out that piece of you. You mm-hmm. know, like and with every creative piece, it's it's a part of you that's going out. And I think that's amazing advice that you have for people. Um, along with, um, going along with that, like gear wise, obviously like you started on a D3200, um, I, I think that one of the, the best things today, like one of, obviously one of the greatest inventions ever is like putting a camera inside of a phone. Yeah. And it's, it's the simplest thing. And, and I think that people are limited by the idea that like, oh, everyone has this, like, it's not going to be anything special, but I, I think that it has great value. Do you do you find you yourself like using your phone a lot for a lot of the projects that you do? Absolutely not. But <laughs> <laughs> I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. The best camera you have is the one you have on you. Yeah. And you know, for mm-hmm. most people it's your phone. I've seen many people shooting a professional video and they have mm-hmm. their phone on a little gimbal running around. Yeah. I mean, that's great for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I mean, I think eventually phones will get there. Mm-hmm. That it'll be you know amazing quality. Yeah. But for right now, I have like a little higher quality. Yeah. But yeah. you can definitely make a video like mine with a phone. Mm-hmm. It just won't exactly be the same, but it'll yeah. get the story across. Yeah, exactly. It'll so get the job done. Don't think you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so. I'm really interested about um, what your view on the whole idea of uh, YouTube is currently. Like, mm-hmm. it's going through a lot of change, and, and we, we touched on this briefly, but how do you feel about the, the whole idea that, like, people are creating content now that is more, it's, it's less of themselves and more of what is going to get someone to click oh, on yeah, absolutely. a video? I want to I get your view on this. I mean, I don't blame them in a way because, mm-hmm. you know, you make decent money on YouTube. Yeah. And if you just make a clickbait video, yeah. I mean, you can get millions of views. And that's a lot of money that adds up. Yeah. So in a way, like, people mm-hmm. treat it like businesses. And I, yeah. I have friends that are, are big YouTubers. They have, mm-hmm. like, you know, 8 or 10 million. Mm-hmm. And they tell me that they run it like a business. Yeah. Like, everything they do, it looks real, but it's actually mm-hmm. all fake. They plan it all out. That's really interesting. Even though it's, like, kind of a reality show, it's all yeah. it's all fake. That's super weird. Mm-hmm. I'd never, because, like, you would never think of that that way, you know? Yeah. You'd never be like, oh, wow, I'm watching this dude's content. And 
he just so happened to run into this person. You would never think it was scripted. Mm -hmm. But I guess, like, if you're pulling off the Kardashian model, like, yeah. I mean, like, it's reality in a sense, but is it really reality? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's a weird balance between those. And, like, I just, like, going back to talking about, like, just creativity at its center, like, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a part of you that's going out, but yeah. when it becomes so business-focused... That gets lost so easily. I know. A lot of, uh, I see the big trend on YouTube now is appealing to, to kids. Yeah. That's like a really big audience. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially like Jake Paul. Yeah. You know, lives down the oh street. Oh my God. I, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to him later. Yeah. Okay. But, oh my gosh. Yeah. No. And it's, it's super crazy too with the controversies that YouTube has gone through too. Mm -hmm. Like there was that whole idea that like a lot of the kid focused content was actually like not as like kid friendly as right. you would imagine mm -hmm. and then like a ton of channels were getting shut down and then like some lawsuits were going up and stuff like that so it's just oh god it's super weird and i remember hearing a metric too that youtube had that like every i don't want to say that it's every minute but it, it might be like every minute every 10 minutes something like that that like four hours of content is uploaded to YouTube. Oh no, it's like every second. It's it's probably more than that. Oh I think my gosh. it's like every second, almost like a day of of content is uploaded. It's something absolutely yeah. insane. I I can't <laughs> even imagine that. And then like yeah. YouTube is like, oh yeah, the algorithm is going to then fix this and tag these videos, and then yeah. for a long time, like the whole adpocalypse and monetization thing. Oh, was no. just, oh my gosh. It's still kind of going on. I know, and and it's it stinks too because like you were saying like to some people it really is a business mm -hmm. and then they have to strategically make content that fits that mold yeah and it's just one of the it's it's one of the weirdest things because the whole idea of youtube is to express creativity you know it's to post videos mm -hmm. it's to put yourself out there like in a certain sense like a lot of people are like oh information some people like pirate movies and put it on youtube but yeah but like in, in the simplest sense of creativity it's, it's putting yourself out there and putting your message out there. Mm -hmm. But for the people that want to make money, it's not. <laughs> well, see, like, I have my friends that tell me, like, their situation. So they, they're normally, like, a creative person. Yeah. But if they wanted to make a video that they wanted to see, it would get, like, 50,000 views. Yeah. And if they made a video that's, like, clickbait, it would get, like, 2 million views. Yeah. And they just look at that, and they mm -hmm. just, why would I do the other one? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, if I was in their shoes, I'd mm -hmm. probably feel the same. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of... It's difficult. Yeah. It, like, that, it almost reminds me of, like, big blockbuster movies versus, like, an indie film. Yeah. It's, ah, oh, man. Because it's, like, you'll see a giant actor take an indie film role and be like, this was just a really great story. I just wanted to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I, I feel like that's artistry and craft in its purest form. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, the story comes first, payment, distribution, like, views, in a sense, ticket sales, that that's secondary, you know? And, it, like... It's, it's not, like, the death of creativity, obviously, yeah, but, yeah. like, it's, it's just... It's not always like that mm -hmm. situation, yeah. but... Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting facet of what YouTube is now, what it's mm -hmm. kind of grown into. Um, but, yeah, like, I would say that, like, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest people you see probably doing that is the Paul Brothers. Yeah. I just... Uh, it's weird to think about that because a lot of people, that, when they hear, like, we're from Cleveland and stuff like that, they're like, oh, man, like, Ohio, like, you know, the Paul Brothers, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah... <laughs> In the town next to us, like, yeah. oh my god, it's just, it's so weird. Mm -hmm. It's and like, it, it, in a way, it's cool though to look at their success yeah. and mm -hmm. just be like, if they can do it, yeah, why can't like I? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we were just two wrestlers, and then we yeah. did Vine, and then that blew up, and then we just like seized that opportunity in people's attention. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think that's one of the really important things too with with any kind of creative endeavor is is getting people's attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and and that's what your videos I, I feel like do they do really really well is like you. you're scrolling through your feed and then you're like whoa this is a kind of a cool like a like a cool scene or a cool site and then you just like you kind of get like hooked. It's super it, like it's like for anyone that does not follow him on Instagram. You have to, because <laughs> genuinely, like, you can get lost. Like, I feel like with, like, 10 minutes, you can just spend, like, just scrolling through, like, oh, this is a cool video. I want to see this. Oh, this one looks dope. And then just keep going and going. So make sure to uh, to subscribe to him on YouTube and, and follow him on Instagram, because it's, it's just some really great stuff. Thank you. Um, so now I kind of want to move into the Hallmark questions. And these are, these are my favorite ones, because they're just, I, I, they're super fun, and it's, it's really interesting um, to see people's viewpoints. Yes, I use the word. It's the name of the show. Um, <laughs> to see people's viewpoints on these questions. Um, so I'm going to start with a lighter one because the, the first one that I have on this list, like everyone's always like, oh, I don't know. So we'll just start with this. If you could describe your life in one Netflix show or movie, uh, what would it be? But it could also be more of like, oh, I really identify with this character in this show or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. do, you, do you have, like, a certain show that you kind of really identify with? Uh, I mean, more of, like, I wish I identified with. is kind of okay. like uh, Pablo Escobar from The Narcos. Okay. Have yeah. you seen that show? I have not seen that show, but I've heard so many good <laughs> things about it. I mean, basically, he's, like a, he's a drug dealer, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm not, not saying I'm a drug dealer, but, <laughs> yeah. I, like, just his attitude towards, mm-hmm. like, society and kind of how, like, mm-hmm. he doesn't care what other people think and he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And I just really like that he can... Yeah. He just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's 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 that authenticity too, and I, I feel like that's a very liberating thing, like in the creative field too. When you when you kind of like let go of other people's opinions, and, mm-hmm. and like you said, when you're putting out things that you want to see, that's when like that's that kind of fundamental switch. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like, all right, like maybe the people like this, maybe not, but once you forget about that. And you really think like, this is what I love. This is dope. I'm gonna just share it. You know, just send yeah. it. Um, I said once in my YouTube video, the moment you stop caring about what people think of you is the moment you start succeeding. Yeah. I think that really... That's huge. Truth, yeah. That's huge, yeah. That's... I think that's perfectly said. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, yeah. Um, So, moving on, we'll hit a a better question. Uh, If you could reverse one failure, which one would you choose and how do you think it would affect you? One failure... With the rapper video, yeah, you might like have some more money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't really, like, I don't have a big fail, mm-hmm. like, especially when it comes to filmmaking. I've had yeah. really good experiences. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I yeah. actually have no idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, failure isn't, like, I feel like people, there's a stigma with failure, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's so afraid to fail. Everyone's so risk-adverse. But I think, like... In the general discourse, like, when you look at it, like, you shouldn't be afraid of it because, mm-hmm. if anything, it's a learning experience. And then you take that stuff that you learned from that supposed, like, in heavy air quotes, failure, and then you just apply it. You know, it's, yeah, it's always I, a learning I experience. I mean, I guess I could apply that to my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's a failure at all. Yeah, no, no, no. But, I mean, it's more of something I wish I could have done more on, and that's what I'm yeah. trying to do, but I mm-hmm. think I am failing because yeah. I haven't uploaded mm-hmm. in, like, three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Definitely YouTube. Yeah. No, and, and, and that's a good thing. Like, once you... It's like the stages of recovery. Once you identify mm-hmm. it, then you can work on it. Yeah. Um, Precisely. Yeah. Um, so this this is always an interesting question that, that people um, are kind of adverse to answer, but I, I feel like it's a good one to ask. What is one thing that you believe that you think others wouldn't agree with you on? 
Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you told me this before. I should have thought about yeah. it. <laughs> so uh, I'll share with you mine. And it's yeah. like, these aren't supposed to be popular opinions, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm not trying to, like, call anyone out. But the, the thing that I believe is, like, I, I feel like there's a difference between talent and what your passion and your purpose is supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. you could be the most talented soccer player in your town, right? And you can have this great talent, and then you put the work in, and you're good. But there's always going to be someone across the country in a different part of the world that's going to have more talent than you, that's going to put in more work than you, and they're going to actually fulfill and succeed mm-hmm. in what their passion is. And, and I think that, like, just because you're talented at something doesn't mean that you should necessarily pursue it. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably have to say, go with the whole gear thing, gear okay. equals skill. Yeah. Some people say that it's not, but in my case, I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, my videos are only so good because of my camera. Okay. So I'm, I'm yeah. not afraid to admit that, mm-hmm. like, at all. Yeah. So. No, I think, th- but there's there's truth to that. Yeah. There's truth to that. Because but it can go the other way as yeah. well, but I think mm-hmm. in my case, my, my camera yeah. is a huge part of what I do. And yeah. My, the quality mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, what is the best book that you have read to date? Honestly, I, I don't read. So. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's cool. Um, do you have like a favorite podcast or anything like that? No, I watch TED Talks, TED Talks from now and then. Super good. Yeah. I love TED Talks. I, I'm subscribed to them on YouTube and they oh, post yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you see like this crazy TED Talk. It's like, are we supposed to be living in the forest or in the cities? And yeah. you're like, I, you know, 15 minutes? Sure. I'll bang this one out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I think that like, because I think TED Talks are super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually one of my goals to do one before like oh, I yeah. die. Well, sure. Um, and and they what's lucky about being at like a college or university is they have like the TEDx events. Okay. So I'm really trying to like plug it and just yeah. like get the right connections, talk to this person, talk to that person, hopefully take uh, take one on. Um, but no, I would say my my favorite TED Talk has been one that Simon Sinek did. Um, he, he's an author, and, and the one that kind of, like, blew up for him, mm-hmm. uh, it was called Start With Why. And, it's, and he, like, ended up writing a book about it and stuff like that. But essentially, like, the, the thesis of it was people don't care what you do, they care why you do it. Okay. And his vehicle for explaining that was Apple. And they're like, people don't care that they make computers. They care that they're innovators and they're crazy enough to try and change the world. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, like, circulated around Steve Jobs' idea of putting a dent in a universe and stuff like that. So... Sure. It's, it's a really interesting TED Talk if you guys haven't checked it out. So I do highly recommend it. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. And, okay, so we're on the last one. And this is, this is probably my favorite one. Um, so imagine that you had a full billboard in New York City. It could even be all of, like, the screens, all of the screens in Times Square. And you were able to put one message out to people for a day. What kind of message would you want to put out to people? Probably don't think you can't do it. Because I, I think like a it. lot of people tell themselves they can't do it or they mm-hmm. can never do it. Mm-hmm. I think if you just tell yourself that, or maybe if you just read it on a billboard, yeah. maybe that'll change mm-hmm. your opinion. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that w- what's interesting, too, um, is that sometimes you have to say things in the right way. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you're trying to send out a message or, or change people's point of views on things. Like, you can say it a million ways, but maybe the million and first way is the way that really clicks with them and, and identifies it. But I, I think that's a great message to send out mm-hmm. is, is like telling people that don't think you can't do this because 
You probably can. And and what's limiting you is the fear of failure. Yeah, yourself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Casey's thing: do more, try yeah. harder. Is that what he mm-hmm. has tattooed on his arm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and and it's 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 just it's a great message. And mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's awesome. I think that's a really really great message to send out to people. Um, so thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to to sit down with me and talk about all this. I think that I definitely learned a lot. <laughs> I def- like filmmaking. Just Instagram, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I think it was really great. So thank you very much. Well, for, thanks for, for having me. Um, be sure to check him out. I know I said this. I've said this multiple times. So please, please, please check him out. So if you want to plug your stuff one more time for the listeners. Uh, my Instagram is at TDZ9, and you can get my YouTube from the uh, link in the description. Yeah, so, there we go. Well, it. thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Viewpoint, and we will come back with some more soon. Thanks.